Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Bravo, East Coast Housewives. I'm your host, your girl, from Pittsburgh, living in Chicago. You know the deal already. Uh, what up, Yins, guys? This is Kim here, and I hope you're having a great stud of the week. I can't believe we are in the middle, almost, of November. And obviously, big news. Papa Joe Biden, Kamala Harris, in the Oval Office. Donald Trump, is he going to get out of the office in January? We're going to find out. If he doesn't, man, oh man, you know that's going to be insane. But yeah, big talk of the town, Papa Joe's the president. Now that that's all handled, now we can get back to Christmas commercials if you celebrate holiday commercials, Target commercials, doing up the holidays and all that kind of stuff. Reforming it, baby. Of course, that's in December. I don't think they're doing anything right now. If they are, whatever. I feel like sometimes I'm a spokesperson for Freeform, but I seriously am not. I think I just like it whenever the holidays come up, Halloween, Christmas, etc. I'm just a weirdo like that, but I love it. So yeah, welcome again. Hope you guys are doing great. I'm feeling pretty good. Got some stuff going on with What the Bravo. So let's just get into it, shall we? I have a few things here. Big news. This was a couple days ago, but I definitely feel like it needs to be mentioned because one, I love her. Two, I'm shocked that this happened. And three, where's it going to go from here? And how is she going to get her glam with the $30,000, $60,000 a month that she's been doing in the past 20-some years? My people, my Yinzas, bravo peeps, Erica, Girardi, and Tom, they have split. They are divorcing. It is a thing after 21 years of marriage. Erica confirmed this news to E! News, and she says, here is a quote from Miss Erica Jane herself. After much consideration, I have decided to end my marriage to Tom. This is not a step taken lightly or easily. I have great love and respect for Tom. She says some other stuff too, but is basically like, I love Tom. You're cool. We're cool. You know, be cool. Don't be all like uncool. So they're like all cool, not uncool. You know what I'm saying? So the history is they got married in 1999 and sources were saying that I guess during this whole quarantine thing, it's been pretty hard for their marriage for whatever reason. And they were almost getting to be the point of they're just really good friends and they're roommates at this point and they weren't really like lovers. So I think that was part of the reason for the split. But we all wish them well. But my question is, how is Miss Erica Jane going to afford all of that glam that she's been doing forever and ever and ever? Wasn't it 30K or 60K that she would spend monthly on her glam squad? What's going to happen to that? I mean, let's just be real. She is making a shit ton of money now. But I know that she got some of it from Tom. I think I could be wrong. But she's not going to have that extra leisurely dough. But then again, I don't know. I'm just curious on if she's going to continue to be as over the top, if you will. But still in a good way. It's not a bad way. But yeah, so they split. That's sad to see. I was a little bummed out hearing the news. 
Uh, he's definitely older than her. She's 49, so I have a feeling she's going to remarry eventually. She'll have some time to herself, but I see marriage for her in the future again. I wonder where she's going to move to and if she's going to stay in the house because we all know that his house is large AF. So is she going to move out? I don't know. I'm anxious to see where that's going. Now let's transition to our Vanderpump Rules kids, or should I say adults? Really, they're kids, and a lot of them are my age, but sometimes I consider myself still a kid because I don't want to grow up. I'm like Peter Pan, Never Neverland. I don't, I don't want to grow up, people. You know what I mean? Remember when Toys R Us was still a thing? I hate the fact that that shut down. I'm bummed out about it. Loved going there to the stuffed animals section. I'm just saying. Okay, so Kristen Doty, she is coming back after Andy. Apparently, our dear man, Andy Cohen, made a comment about the potential upcoming ninth season of Vanderpump Rules. Now, that is a huge thing here, people. He said potential, okay? So it is not confirmed yet that it is coming back. So with him saying that to me, it's not happening. It's not happening. And I'm going to feel like an idiot if it does happen. (laughs) And then everyone can get back to me and be like, you're so stupid. I'll take it because I'm feeling it's not happening. But Andy said a comment about the upcoming season if it ends up happening anyways. He suggested that the show would become more authentic now that Kristen and Stassi are off the show and that producers would be able to focus really on what actually is going on. Now, I think what he meant by that is that the show will be authentic as far as the characters within the cast, but also I think he thinks that it's going to be authentic with what Kristen and Stassi are doing in their real life as opposed to what it was in the show. That was a little confusing to me, but Kristen comes back and says, no, no, honey. Now, she says that the remaining cast members will not speak on Stassi and Kristen's behalf. And basically, no one works at Sir anymore. Well, I think Sir just reopened too, but I'm pretty sure they're probably going to close down again because people are going back on lockdown. I know that France is in lockdown. I think England is too. It's coming up again, people. Winter is coming, as Game of Thrones people say. Winter is coming. So she fires back at Andy Cohen. Pretty sure he doesn't say anything because he's like, I'm Andy Cohen, whatever. So another Vanderpump Rules cast member, Miss Sheena Shea, honey. She is expressing how she possibly may go off of social media after her little baby arrives. Apparently some people, some trollers out there were getting on her Instagram after she was posting stuff about her little baby shower that she had or the gender reveal, even though she didn't reveal the gender of the baby. It was like a little tease for all of us, her fans, you know. But I guess some people went on there and they were like, why would you even do that? This is crazy. You had a recent miscarriage and that's why you're announcing it to everyone. And you should really take four to five months to announce it. So I don't know if you were a doctor who said that. uh, Okay, why don't you DM her and say that instead of making it in front of everyone in the world? But also let her be happy about her damn baby. Let her be happy. Let her be be happy. I don't know why people do that. I mean, I get the fact that some people don't agree with what X, Y, and Z people are doing. I get it. It's like the whole election too, right? You may not like X, Y, and Z with this person and this person. Get the fuck over it. Everyone's different. That's why America's so great. Let's get along, people. 
So this troller said that. Sheena responds. She was basically coming on the defense and was like, okay, well, you know, this is my life, blah, blah, blah. I totally support you, Sheena. Do what you want to do. People were also commenting on the way that she was posing for the camera with her hand being on her belly. And some people are like, you're not even showing yet. Oh, my God. Calm the fuck down. It is not that serious, people. Let her enjoy her shit. She's been going on a journey with that. Let her be excited. Jeez. Take a step back. Sit in the back seat. You're okay. You're okay. So I thought that was crazy. People just need to be supportive of one another, even if you think it's weird. Now we're going to transition from the Vanderpumpies to the Summer Rulies. I mean the Summer Housies. I don't know. where <laughs> Summer Rules. Oh, okay. That makes sense because I went from Vanderpump Rules. I was like, where the fuck did I come up with that? Uh, summer House. Craig Conover. Of course, he's from Southern Charm. So, but there's a reason why I say Summer House because Summer House Jules. We all know Jewel. She was like the the rookie of the cast this past season. And remember that hookup? The Craig Conover and the Jewels hookup? I really don't know her last name, so I'm just going to call her Jewels. So Craig gets on a podcast. I believe it's The Daily Dish. And he is talking about, he revisits the hookup that he had with Miss Jewels from Summer House. And he said that it all begun on a water slide, on that damn water slide at that party. I guess he says that Austin, him, and Shep arrived. Austin and Shep were fighting because they do that shit and they're dramatic and it's annoying. So Craig wanted to go away because he's like, I can't take you guys. I want to go have fun. So he was chilling with the fellow Hamptoners or the New Yorkers known as our summer house peeps. And I guess they were on the water slide forever. He went there with Paige, Kyle, and Jules, and they were hanging out. They were drinking, and da-da-da-da-da-da. One thing led to another. And then Jules and Craig did a little kissy-wissy, but Bravo didn't catch that shit on their camera. Shame on you, Bravo. Sheesh. And then I guess from there, Austin was left to take care of Sheppy and Craig wanted to go out and have fun. And basically he did because he got it in. He was DTF like Mike the Situation from Jersey Shore. But now Craig is explaining that they still remain great friends and they are in contact every now and again. But it's nothing serious and everything is casual. So my question is this. If he said that, What the hell's happening with Aspen Girl? Because we just found out that he's dating a girl from Aspen. Miss Aspen Girl, does she know about that? Does she know about them texting here and there? I don't know. Miss Aspen Girl, better watch out. I just have a feeling he might do some weird shit. I don't know. Just be aware. Be aware. So now we're going to go to Madeira. And as Wendy would say, Portugal! Let's do it, honey. Potomac ladies. I thought this episode was really cool. Portugal, never been, actually, I've never been out of the country. I really need to get that shit done. Well, not now, but eventually once shit gets better, hopefully it gets better. I say that a lot, and I'm pretty sure all of us are saying that a lot. But guys, it's going to get better eventually. We just got to keep our heads held high. We got to keep positive and all that shit. So, yes, eventually whenever things get better, I need to go out of the country. Let me know where I should go. What should my first choice be? I know everyone goes to Europe. Uh, so should I go there? Should I go somewhere else? Like, I want suggestions because I'm down to travel. Back to our Potomac gals. Starts off by Wendy and Robin. They're on a call discussing the news about how Monique was pressing charges against Candace because remember, the last episode ended that way. 
where Candace was like, that rusty hood rat bitch. She was saying that to Chris, of course. So she's still mad, which I would be mad too. Duh, that's a fucking serious thing. So Robin and Wendy are talking about that, but they're also getting ready to pack up for Portugal. And then we get to Candace's house. She's packing it up. And of course, she's still angry about the whole Monique thing, understandably so. And then she's like, I think going on this trip will do me good. I think I'll get my mind off of things and it'll just be nice to hang out with my girls. And then we go to Monique. She's meeting up with Karen. I originally thought that she was going to meet up with Ashley. So I was surprised it was Karn because she's kind of been wishy-washy with Monique, in my opinion. But she's also been wishy-washy with Candace because I just don't think that she wants any fingers pointed at her saying, Karen, you're supporting her. No, Karen, you're supporting her. Like, what the hell? So Monique meets up with Karen for food. Monique is telling her that she's feeling so much better. She's doing better after this whole situation. She's going to therapy. She's talking to her pastors, all this kind of shit. And then Karen finds the need to tell Monique how Ashley invited the ladies to Portugal. And I would have to say Monique took it pretty well. She understands why Ashley didn't really bring it up. Ashley wasn't really surprised that Karen beat her to the punch because she's messy like that. I don't think she was trying to be messy, though. So Karen tells her, we're going to Portugal, we'll miss you, but that's what we're doing. Monique's like, yeah, cool, okay, I get it. Then she brings up the whole thing that Ashley told her at her podcast event. She's like, hey, Karen, you know, Ashley told me that you were the one that was encouraging Candace to press charges against me. Like, what the fuck was that? She didn't say that, but you know what I'm saying. And Karen, she's definitely going on the defense. She's like, I would have said that if it was anyone. It was not just you. It would be anybody. And I guess Monique just said, hey, just be careful of Candace. Because seemed like she was good friends with Monique and now she's not. And all that shit happened. We don't even have to go over it because it's already been seen on the show. Now we're going to transition to Michael and Baby Dean and Ashley. Ashley's discussing the upcoming trip and how she's telling Michael, this is the baby's routine while I'm gone. Eve is going to help you. I think her name is Eve. I'm pretty sure it's Eve. She's going to help you. She's going to be here. Ashley asks, are you going to behave while I'm gone? I am sick that she even has to say that. Who says that to their husband? That is some fucked up shit. Maybe whoever was married to Tiger Woods, maybe she said that. I can't remember. Was it Sienna Miller? I have no idea. I could be wrong. But I wonder if she said, hey, Tiger, are you going to be good whenever you're doing the whole fucking green jacket cup, whatever the hell it's called? I obviously don't follow golf. I watched Happy Gilmore. That was my shit. That's not real golf. But you get what I'm saying. So it's sad that I even have to hear Ashley ask Michael if he's going to be good. I mean, Michael's her husband, not her child. That's fucked up to me. And that's when Ashley is telling Michael, I feel bad I didn't ask Monique on the trip and Karen had to tell her before me and blah, blah, blah. And then eventually Monique asked Ashley. Ooh, and this was interesting. But I think it's fair. You know, it's fair, especially with what happened in the past and what we see on tape. Monique wanted Ashley to write down in words for her testimony to help her out with her case. What the hell happened at Candace's house a year ago whenever she was saying, don't talk about my mother, I'm throwing a knife at you. So Monique wanted to have that shit in writing to help her out. Obviously, Candace is not going to be happy with that. But you know what? People need to know that shit. Yes, we saw it on tape, so we already know. 
But it is important for Candace to take accountability for her actions because I don't think she does. She's got a loud ass mouth. She keeps it running and running and running in the streets. And she just needs to figure out when to button it up. Just the way that Wendy said to Karen this episode, I'm going to button you up. I'm going to button you up with this whole degree thing. We'll get there. So I think Candace still needs to have accountability for her actions. And I think that's why Monique wanted Ashley to do that. And Ashley agreed. Part of the reason why she agreed is because she even said in her confessional that she's a lot closer to Monique now than most of the girls. And whenever her and Michael were going through that thing last year about the whole ass squeezing and all that kind of shit, Monique and Chris were there for the Darbies. So she's like, I'm definitely going to be supportive of my friend. So that would be terrible if I didn't. So then after that whole conversation, we see the girls get on the plane. Robin made it on time. Yeah, claps for you, Robin. You were on time. Love it. You didn't miss the flight. That's great. It was great and funny and slightly shady, but I loved it. And I really wish that they would have filmed some of this because Karen made sure that she switched her seat to sit with Wendy because we all know that there was some tension going on from Wendy having four degrees, but Karen saying that she's ignorant. I really wish that they would have recorded it. So I guess there wasn't really anything as juicy as I would be thinking through that whole however long hour flight it is from freaking Potomac to Portugal. I have no idea. But they get there and they're about to have fun. They're staying at this hotel called the Savoy Palace. It looks really fun and expensive. Stuff that I would never be able to afford in my life. But who knows? Maybe one day. It's always nice because whenever any of the housewives arrive at any destination vacation, you always see them go get into their rooms. They're always nice as fuck. Even the Vanderpumpers too, right? And the Southern Charmers. Actually, I still, I feel like the Southern Charmers are like, they're pretty uh, chill. I don't think they're trying to be all hoity-toity highbrow with their shit. I think they're just uh, chilling out and I dig that. I like it a lot. But I think it's interesting and cute how the housewives arrive at these destination vacations. And then the first thing that they do after they see their rooms is they call their significant others, their booze husbands, you know, and say, oh my gosh, that room is so nice. Oh my gosh, look at that view. It's great. I love it. And that's what they did. Ashley's like, oh my gosh, we're all tired. Let's just do dinner at the hotel because we always know that happens when they arrive. So interesting thing, Karen orders milk, or as my mom would say, milk because she's from Jersey. So I don't even know what that means, but that's what she says. So I thought it was interesting Karen getting milk because she has an ulcer. Does milk help ulcers? I have no idea, but I guess it does. So that's cool. And then what happens? What's the dinner conversation? Well, Wendy is bringing up the four degrees thing again to Kern. And she says, you know what? You don't even know what I went through while I was getting those degrees and all of this shit. So she was basically trying to say, Karen, what the fuck's wrong with you? And then we find out the coolest story, okay? She was talking about how her father came to this country and he worked at this fast food chain. We all know what it is and I'll tell you in a second. And then eventually he got promoted to a manager and he was so fucking happy that he was able to fulfill his American dream while he came here, right? And then what he had to do is he had to name his daughter after the place that he worked, Wendy, honey. 
So he was the manager at Wendy's and I fucking love that. So I thought that was an amazing story. So of course Karen tries to defend herself because she's never going to, she's never going to let anyone put her in her place because she's the grand dumb. She's not going to do that. So whenever she's trying to defend herself, Giselle comes in and she's being messy. Giselle, green eyed bandit. Love it. Love it. And she's like, yeah, but you were doing that, Karen. Like, that wasn't right, Karen. So that came up. And then Wendy's like, you know what? I'm not having this discussion anymore. I'm putting a button on it. I'm putting a button on it. Yes, Wendy, you take over. Then Ashley's telling all the girls that her marriage is good with Michael. Everything is good. Robin's a little skeptical of that for the shit that she had to deal with with Juan back in the day. Then Karen is also under the impression Giselle is pointing out all the flaws with what's going on in the other ladies' lives because she's trying to divert any focus from what's going on with her and Jamal. That's what Karen thinks. Is she being real with that? I don't know. But does she have a point to be concerned about Giselle and the marriage with Jamal, even though they're not married? But fuck yes, she has reason to be concerned. I do, and I don't even know any of these bitches. You know what I mean? So Robin gets on her confessional, and she was talking about how she wants Ashley to just hold Michael accountable for his actions because she doesn't think that she is. I don't think that she is either because she's too focused on Baby Dean, and I think that's Robin's concern. She doesn't want Ashley to be so caught up with Baby Dean that she completely forgets about the marriage and then just allows the behavior that Michael is doing because it's fucked up, and we all know that it is. Now, as they're still at dinner, Ashley is feeling a little guilty, I guess, because she wants to tell Candace what she did to help Monique with her testimony. But I guess she felt that maybe right now isn't the time. So we just heard that in her confessional. And then Karen. I mean, we all think that Giselle is messy, but come on. Karen is just as messy. Let's just be real. She is at the dinner table and she is expressing concern again that Jamal is not supportive of Giselle. Enough in Potomac. Maybe in life, sure. I don't think Karen would say that though. I think Karen thinks that Jamal needs to be more present in Potomac because we don't really see him. However, we do see him a lot on this season. So I do give him that. We're seeing a lot of him on film. Whatever. Maybe he likes the limelight. Maybe he wants to get more uh, potential baby mamas. That's fucked up, and I know that I said that, but he does have a terrible reputation, and I just don't like him for her. She is so much better than him. It's annoying. Karen thinks Giselle doesn't demand anything from Jamal the way that she looks at the other women on how they should demand certain things from their man. Karen doesn't feel like Giselle does that for herself, so she thinks that's fucked up. And then, oh my God, I was so shocked by this, but I loved it. And this just shows that Robin is a good friend to Giselle. She comes into that conversation and she addresses as well, why Giselle, wouldn't you want to bring Jamal around your close friends if he's making you this happy and if he's an important person in your life, wouldn't you want him to be interacting with your important girlfriends in your life? Like, that's kind of weird that you don't do that. And Giselle, ooh, she did not like that whatsoever. And then we see her address it with Robin. And she was like, dude, what the fuck? You're supposed to be my right hand woman. Like, my ride or die. What are you doing? But Robin, you were in the right. You were in the right because you care about her. You care about her best interests. And I am with you, Team Robin, for that for sure. Because that shows you that she is a good ass friend to Giselle. And I would like to think 
that Giselle would do the same thing for Robin. And you know what? She would. She would. Because they are ride or die bitches. And I love that. A lot of people should aspire to be uh, that close as far as friendships go. Because that shit is great. This broke my heart during the episode when Ashley was phoning Michael after the dinner was over and all that shit kind of calmed down and everyone was back in their rooms. She calls Michael twice. The motherfucker doesn't answer because he's an asshole. I don't like Michael. He is no good. He's bad news bears. So it made me sad that he didn't answer. So then she called the lady that was helping out. Her name is Eve. Yeah. So she called Eve and said, where's Michael? And she's like, I don't know. I don't know. Or I think she knew that he was going to be late. He had a meeting or something. So that's weird. He didn't tell Eve. He didn't tell Ashley his whereabouts. That's suspicious AF. I did not like that. And then we see her finally reaching Michael. And he is saying, oh my God, I can't be molested like this. Like, oh, you're on my back too much. Like, you need to calm down. Michael, shut the fuck up. Your wife pushed your baby out of her vagina, okay? Out of her body. Like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Don't, first of all, you don't even say that. That is fucked up to even say that because people have actually gone through that. And for you to diminish it like that, that's fucked up. I don't like that, first of all. Second of all, for you to, like, you're an asshole, dude. Like, you are an asshole. You don't answer her twice and then you hang up on her. That is wrong. That is wrong. You are a father. You are a husband and you're a father. You can't dilly-dally and be a selfish prick anymore. You have to grow up and you're 60-some years old. Grow the fuck up, dude. Come on. You can't use your family as an excuse anymore. (sighs) Yeah, I'm angry about that. That makes me really upset because Ashley, she don't deserve that shit. No woman deserves that. That's just some fucked up shit. But then they show that he calls back again and he apologizes. I'm so sorry, honey. Too little too late. Kate Maloney. Hello. We know that. Then Robin goes over to Giselle's little hotel room just to say, I want to talk to my girl. I want to have fun, blah, blah, blah. Giselle, that's where she confronts Robin and was like, hey, what the fuck? You're supposed to have my back. Come on. You're my sister from another mister. What gives? And then Robin says, you know what? I just wanted to be straight up because I wouldn't be a good friend to you if I wasn't. So, (laughs) but then Giselle's like, yeah, but do it just to me. Don't do it in front of the group. I thought that was cute because she kind of put her walls down a little bit. And (laughs) I just thought that that was a nice moment of true friends. You know, it was it was a good moment to see. Robin just wanted to say, you know, I think interaction with Jamal, with important friends in your life, I think that's necessary. And uh, Robin makes sense with that. So I agree with her. Candace, we see her settling down in her room, putting all her little sticky post-it notes you are okay, forgive for you. So she obviously is going through a lot of shit traumatically like in her psyche. And, you know, again, I feel for the girl. That was some shit that we saw. And so she's definitely, this is how she's coping with the posting notes. And posting notes are making a lot of money out of that. So, okay. Then from there, Karen is walking over to Ashley's room about the whole Giselle thing from the night before. And Ashley was like, Karen, you were a little harsh on Giselle with the whole Jamal thing. Like, you could have been nicer. And then Karen's like, you know, well, Giselle's been coming after everyone. She basically needs to be put in her place and blah, 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 blah. You know, it's just 
It's just the torch has been passed to Karen, and now it is Karen's turn to be doing all this shit, particularly to Giselle. And she is doing it. And what did what did Dorinda say? <laughs> she said, what did she say at the winery about Tinsley? Um, I served, you said I was a bitch and I served it warm. I can't remember the exact quote, but I'm thinking of that particular instance. And that's what I was thinking when it comes to Karen getting the torch of being, hey, I'm going to fuck up your life now. Ha ha ha. So that's what she's doing. She's being a Dorinda at the moment. Next day, following morning, girls are getting together. They're going to go on the little cable cars, which I think in Colorado, what do they call those? Um, oh, gondolas. They were going they were going in a gondola, what it seemed like to me, but they called it cable cars. Cool, maybe the same thing. They look like the same. Awesome. So they were doing the cable cars, and then they were going to go to the market, and they were going to go shopping, but we haven't seen that because it was a to-be-continued because we'll see it next week. So we got Robin, Candace, and Karen in one car. And then we got Ashley, Wendy, and Giselle in another car. And what the hell are these bitches doing? They be talking about the others, right? Robin, Candace, and Karen, they're reflecting about Ashley's comment with how her marriage is getting better. Robin's like, I don't know. I'm concerned. She's not holding Michael accountable. She's kind of forgetting about it because she's looking at the kids. That's what I did with Juan. And then he did the cheating thing. We all know that. I'm concerned from past experiences. And then what the hell you got Ashley, Wendy, and Giselle talking about in the other car? Karen's behavior with the whole four degrees comment about Wendy. (sighs) It's great. This is some great TV shit, let me tell you. Eventually they go out to lunch. Giselle then asks, because she is messy messy with a capital (laughs) M-S-E. She's like, yeah, so Wendy, Karen, where's y'all's friendship at? Y'all good? Y'all good? Oh, Giselle, you knew that you were, mm, I love it. You do it, girl. You do it. (laughs) Karen's response. Well, we all know that Wendy put a button on it, so we can't talk about it. And then Wendy's like, no, no, no. I want to unbutton it one more time. I want to unbutton it. And that's when she says, I went through a lot of shit. You should be respectful, blah, 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 et cetera, et cetera. Karen apologizes. Yay, kiki, whatever. Cool. Let's move on. Then Karen makes a point to tell Giselle. You should be cautious of Jamal. I'm just saying. I don't know. Does she know something like Sharice thought she knew something about Monique and her marriage? I don't know. If she does, Karen, why don't you just tell us? Because I want to know. So Karen wants Giselle to be as open to the group about her life, especially with Jamal, because Giselle apparently always requires all the other ladies to be as open about their life to everyone, which Karen has a point. She really does. But you know what? If Giselle wants to act a little bit like Tinsley and not reveal everything, that is her prerogative. She can do that shit. You know why? Because this is America. It's called free will. You know what I mean? So I get where she's coming from, but I don't think she really has, what's that, that, that phrase, a foot to stand on? I don't know. You know what I'm saying. So I thought that was interesting. And then as soon as Karen said that, what did Giselle do to shut her the fuck up? She called Jamal up on the FaceTime. Jamal, hey, say hi to the girls. This is Karen. Da-da-da, da-da-da. And then she gets on the confessional and she was like, man, don't try to school me because I'm going to come after you. And she did. She schooled Karen. She did the FaceTime with Jamal. That's how the episode ends. Let's go to the Dueling Divas because it was more than Monique and Candace. Because guess what? Monique and Candace, it wasn't a duel at this point because they were barely on the show together. Actually, they weren't. They haven't been for a while. So let's go to Dueling Divas. So a few Dueling Divas here. I'll start off. Karen and Wendy, clearly about 
the degree thing. That's literally like a broken record at this point. Hopefully we don't have to hear about it next week, but you never know. These women are really, really committed to their shit, which is why we love them. Another one. Yeah, Karen and Giselle finally coming back. The green-eyed bandit against the grand dame. We have been waiting for this. Been a minute since they've had this shit. It's all about Jamal. Karen asks, is Jamal not proud of you, Giselle? And then she says, oh no, he's very proud. Oh, and then Karen says, well, a proud man would be with his woman. Oh my God. All I have to say is, damn, Karen, damn. Oh my God. The audacity to say that. But she's Kern Huger and she says whatever she wants. So from that comment, Giselle was getting very defensive. I get that. And she's like, what the fuck, Karen? What do you even care? It's not like you're having sex with him. Shit. And then Karen's like, oh, I would never want to have sex with him. Oh, my gosh. (sighs) But Karen, are you having sex with Ray? Because we all don't think so. Just saying. But why would she even say that? Why would she say that? That's kind of weird. Why did you say that, Giselle? That's odd. That's odd. (laughs) And then, then, then Karen says... Jamal lives in your phone, Giselle. (laughs) And then Giselle comes back and she's like, oh no, he lives in my life. Hello, that was cute. I like that comeback. Yes, we all know where it's going. The shit's not gonna get easier. It's gonna get messier and I'm gonna love it. Champagne it up, honey. Let's get going. Let's get to the shade because there's definitely some shit there too that you can't miss. So for our weekly shades, uh, shaders yes (laughs) ashley referring to karen as far as not owning up to her shit ever and she wants to be messy but she never wants to take accountability for anything and with the whole ulcer thing because she's drinking milk everyone's like why the fuck do you really have an ulcer karen like are you serious there's something more that you're not telling us come on what the fuck karen what the fuck karen so Ashley basically says Karen's ulcer is as real as a unicorn. Has anyone seen a unicorn? I have not, but I see from commercials in My Little Ponies, they are beautiful and I want one, but like a miniature size because I'm scared of large horses. They freak me out. I'm afraid they're going to like kick me in the face or something or even spit on me. I know that's like a camel thing, but still. So Karen's ulcer is as real as a unicorn. Shade, shade, shade. Shade number two. Oh, this was just funny. Ashley, next morning they wake up, right? Ashley's like, man, I hope everyone's up. Then what does Bravo do? Producers go straight to Robin's room. What's she doing? She's sleeping. Her ass ain't up. That was great. Shade from Bravo on Robin. Claps up, thumbs up for that. Loved it. Also, Bravo throwing some shade. Shade to Karen. Karen's talking about in her confessional. Oh, Portugal, it's such a beautiful city. And then what do you see on the bottom? Says, uh, Portugal, country, parentheses, not city. Ooh, Bravo is shading Karen. But you know what? She's got to learn. So she learned a little something, something, and so did we, that Karen doesn't know that Portugal is a country and not a city. But hey, it's all good. We still love her anyways. It's funny when Robin thinks of Portugal, she tells us that she really thinks of Brazil. Ha ha ha. Cool, cool, cool. Kind of weird, but I dig it. Ooh, and then last shade, last shade. Wendy about Karen, about the whole doctor comment, honey. (laughs) She says, 
She says, hey, Karen, you know, worry about the doctor that your ass is not. Oh, she was like, you are not coming after me. I have a PhD, motherfucker. I will get you. And I will not operate on you because I'm not an MD. But that shit doesn't matter. But she's got four degrees. Come on, Karen. Calm the fuck down. Keep my name out of your mouth. That's basically what she was referring to. This was all in her confessional too, by the way. Let's get to the quote, honeys. Quote! So the quotes today, they were cool. I feel like I, they're definitely not one of my favorite. This is not my favorite episode of quotes. I've definitely had better quotes in the past from Potomac women and New York women and Jersey. Hello. Which they're still filming, by the way. Yes, can't wait. So first off, whenever the ladies were talking about that particular drink, rum and passion fruit thing in Portugal, and Wendy's like, I guess they were calling it, we, I don't remember what they called it, but they're all calling it poo-poo now. Cute quote from Wendy. I can't wait to drink the poo-poo. Haha, that was cute. I liked it. Then you get to Karen doing a little, uh, saying a little thing about Giselle as Satan. I guess Giselle is Satan, whatever. I thought she was a green-eyed bandit. I mean, take your choice, Karen. Like, make up your mind. (laughs) She's like, in her confessional, would you tell Satan all of your business? Would you? Giselle's not Satan, Karen. She just doesn't like some of the shit that you do. A lot. And I know that you don't like a lot of shit that she does. But that's what makes your friendship golden. You are the Oscar-winning friendship that everyone should aspire to be. As far as frenemies are concerned, I think that would be great. Now, last quote. Karen speaking about Giselle, about how she feels like Giselle just wants to be superficial friends instead of real friends. Karen says, you don't give shit except shit. Ooh, guys, I'm telling you, next week, it's going to be dual, dual, dual. Giselle and Karen, I feel like we are just getting started with their whole little uh, storyline. I think it'll be good. We also see that Candace addresses Ashley. Well, I'm assuming Ashley finally tells Candace about, hey, I helped Monique with her testimony, da, da, da. She's going to get pissed off. We see it. That'll be good. I'm excited for that. And yeah, I would say my quote for this week of my favorite is probably, I can't wait to drink the poo-poo. I mean, it's cute. It can mean really whatever you want. Poo-poo could be punch. What's another drink that starts with a P? Uh, Is there a thing called pear juice? Maybe. (laughs) Peach tea, maybe. Pear tea. Mm. I can't think of any other pea juices or pea drinks. Um, But yeah, have fun with it. I can't wait to drink the poo-poo. I hope you guys drink the poo-poo too. (laughs) So yeah, that was my quote for this week. Hopefully they're better next week. I think that they will be because I think there's going to be more intense shit that'll come up. So I think it'll be good. This week, this past week of Bravo, pretty good. We saw a little bit about, so Below Deck is going on. I felt really bad hearing about Captain Lee falling in the shower or something, and then he had to go to the hospital. So they almost started, they almost didn't have a charter season, so that was a little scary to see. But Eddie held the whole fort down. I think those workers, for the most part, are so fucking young, it kind of scares me. That Shane guy seems a little too uh, surfer boy, uh, stereotype, annoying type thing to me. 
just saying maybe he'll be better in life as far as me enjoying him on the show but I'm already sick of him maybe it's just because I'm older too and I'm just like oh my god you're annoying me but you know I'm still in shock about Captain Lee, but I'm glad that he got better. And they're doing their thing, you know? Fucking, uh, I don't even know her name. The Chiefs do. You got her crying about everything super dramatic. Oh, God, that's going to be an interesting season. OC, same shit. Bronwyn having hissy fits, throwing shit in Shannon's pool, going through her journey with sobriety. It's the same. And Southern Charm. We finally see Austin getting his damn trop hop in some sort of festival. Looks kind of cool, though. We see a little likey-likey on John's side with Madison. So I'm anxious to uh, I'm anxious to see where that goes. Austin, I don't know. Hopefully, I don't know. Austin's just Austin. Shep is just Shep. I miss Cameron. Bring Cameron back, please. Bring Naomi back. Bring Chelsea. They brought the show to life. But I do like Madison. Catherine, I'm not liking her right now. I think she's stirring up shit and I don't like it. She's trying to ruin people's marriages because she thinks that everyone ruined hers. Sometimes I feel like she's a little delusional with a lot of her thoughts and I don't understand that. But she's making money off of her delusions. So I guess you do you, boo. Thank you so much for listening, yins, guys. I appreciate your time. I love doing this each week. November already. Can you fucking believe it? I cannot. I can't believe it. Ah, yes. Tis the season to be bravo. Bravo, bravo, bravo. Whoa, whoa. I sounded like a dog there. I sounded like an idiot, but I loved it. So give me a follow. Give me a follow on the Instagram, shall you? At Bravo Yinzer, Yinzer spelled Y-I-N-Z-E-R, yeah, and follow us at Believe Podcasts and at Believe Pop Culture, Believe spelled B-L-E-A-V. Give me a little likey-likey, share stories that I put up on my little profile, you know what I'm saying, get the word out there, tell your friends, tell your family, tell anyone Who doesn't even watch Bravo? Let them get into it. Let's have a dialogue on the Instagram. Don't be afraid to give me a shout. Don't be afraid to say, hey, Kim, you are cool. Hey, Kim, I don't like what you're saying. Do it. I'm ready for it. You know what I'm saying? But yeah, talk up the show. Go on iTunes. Subscribe, subscribe. Tell a friend. Tell a friend. Five stars, honey. You know what I'm saying. I hope you guys have a great rest of the week. And I'll catch you guys next Tuesday. Take it easy, guys. Catch you then. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.